0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the last episode of State of Facilities Management in Southeast Asia. It's the episode where we do a quick recap uh, with my co-host James Jesup and and take you through all that we uh, spoke in the last few episodes. What are some of the key highlights, some of the takeaways and and and, and obviously uh, leaving you with some of the last thoughts that both of us probably would have on the subject that is so clear sort of close to us uh before that uh heartiest welcome to to jj uh jj would you like to say hello to everyone
1: yeah hi everyone uh sad occasion of course the last uh episode for this series um but uh, also a really good opportunity to, to sort of you know reflect back and uh look about some of the things that we've discussed and um some of those things that we didn't necessarily plan but certainly uh yeah. came out and yeah so it, i'm looking forward to this episode
0: even though it's uh the last one of this series absolutely mate and i like the way you you, you said that it's of this series so obviously we li- as usual you would leave some suspense for not just for the listeners <laughs> but for me as well yeah. so that's yeah. that's awesome so let's 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 get started uh, uh you know uh, JJ, to to make it slightly uh, uh you know more uh, fun what do you think a couple of things that stood out for you in this entire series, something that you probably would not have thought about before getting into this series, but but it sort of happened during the series.
1: Yeah, I mean, and thinking back to when we first you know, had a chat about doing this yeah. Uh, series um, you know the, the elephant in the room uh, was sort of something that, that came out mm. so that we really wanted to have those discussions and mm. it was all meant to be free-flowing and there were just a couple of things that really stood out as um, memorable highlights for me and, and unexpected i dare say mm. um, and I've, I've got to say there were two two big ones for me um mm. and that that was you know get comfortable being uncomfortable mm. um, i think that was just a really summed up where the industry is and how it does and how it will move forward mm. um, and then of course the the four c's um, right. you know around some of the, the barriers to to change and you know that's of course culture comfort cost and contract right um, so that they were things that we didn't necessarily plan that just sort of came out through the natural uh, free flow discussion that we've been having over the last uh, you know five or six weeks so they are the ones that really sort of Hit home. Actually, this is what will make a difference. If we can get these right, hmm. uh, then you know everything becomes uh, much much easier.
0: No, absolutely. And I think you've you've taken a couple of out of uh, uh, the ones that uh, you know sort of uh, were my favourites from the conversation as well. 4 uh, is obviously kind of very well articulates that if, as you rightly said, if if an FM leader or an FM company can really take care of these four elements, you probably would do uh, great. One of the things that really stood out for me, and, and I only dive deeper into it once you mentioned, is the role of the role that the governments can, or let's say the public sector companies can play when uh, in in sort of um, initiating the transition, or let's say influencing the transition that we all have been talking about in the FM area. I mean, I did not think that that's going to be so huge. So that was one takeaway. Probably maybe I mean uh, available for a lot of other people, known to a lot of other people, especially who are in the FM world. But not so for for me. So that was that clearly, and um, something that I took away from this particular series, apart from the couple of other aspects that you that you sort of uh, mentioned. Uh, you know, uh, and, and just just speaking back on that, as I said, that uh, interesting time to be doing this this series. Are you are you uh, or to have done this series? Should I say you were seeing some sort of shift happening? What do you think about the future? Predictions?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, it's, there's no easy, simple silver bullet to mm. sort of transforming the FM industry in, in, the, in Southeast Asia for the countries that we've been talking about, you know, a like lot mm. India, Thailand, mm. Indonesia and so on. There's others that obviously are, are on the path because they've got the four C's more or less under control. Mm. Um, but i you know I, I think what you said about the government is absolutely right but there also has to be acknowledgement that you know some governments um will not move at the speed and pace of others mm. and therefore you know let's it, it, um you don't have to keep knocking on that door i mean we should always knock on the door and and you know bang on the door but ultimately there are other things that we have greater control over as well uh, right. so you know my prediction for the future is Um, you know, change is coming and change is coming fast, faster than it ever has, even in some of these countries where we're sort of, um, you know, reflecting back that things aren't as, as progressed as, you know, we and others might want them to be. But, you know, when you think about um, the pressure that a lot of our customers and countries have around cost efficiency, you know, the the reduced budgets they have, the constraints on foreign labor, Mm. um, the evolution of technology, these are all coming together Almost, you know, it's the um, the perfect alignment for the conditions are
0: right to to make the change uh, for better, for good in the FM That's that's awesome mate, I mean I'll come to that uh, point where you say if we were to have a discussion in another 12 to 24 months but I completely agree with you when, and when you say that you know we have to keep knocking at all doors especially the, the role that the governments can play but at the same point in time have to be slightly more proactive which is always difficult uh, uh, but, but probably needs to happen. Uh, and especially for organizations that are either at the top and if they want to retain that position, we did refer to the fact that some of the Fortune 500 companies are not there anymore. So you clearly, uh, for a company and especially in a sector as orthodox as facilities management, for a company to really retain that spot, uh, you've got to be doing something different, you cannot be doing the same usual stuff that you've been doing day in and day out. So I think that's that's clearly uh, sort of important. But... Going back to the predictions, JJ, uh, if I were to talk about, let's say three distinct uh, or or a couple of, uh, in fact, three distinct countries in in Southeast Asia, if you were to include India, Thailand and Singapore, uh, maybe for Singapore, what sort of a uh, prediction would you give? Technology is constant as we all agree, the technology is going to play a role uh, within the realms of solving for the four C's but do you see a higher degree of consolidation sort of like mergers and acquisition happening in singapore uh you know niche companies getting established in fm what do you think is overall it, yeah i mean it's happening now it's absolutely hmm. happening now and this is being
1: led by uh the government uh by making sure that there is accreditation requirements For FM organisations, so that means that Mm. a lot of the smaller organisations will find it difficult uh, to to participate. They're Mm. also trying to um, move from away from single service solutions to multi and integrated facility services solutions. So that just makes Mm. it harder for the smaller players. So that's happening right now, um, and we'll continue to
0: move forward. Yeah. So those are not just project level consolidations will eventually become organization level consolidations in in that sense yeah correct correct and what this will lead to is um if you want to say
1: well what does that all mean Mm. um there will be less of a focus on just the provision of services and you know Mm. making facilities work and more towards um actually providing um stronger workplace experience um Places, you know, a place where um, we know Mm. that in the future there will be a hybrid way of working. We've discussed this on other episodes where, you know, there is going to be, uh, you know, organisations and governments will have to provide a reason for employees to return back to the office. Mm. So therefore, they actually have to have um, make it better. So I think you know Singapore is going to be a a, certainly an early adopter, if not already, on the workplace experience, Mm. and continue to develop even more than what it already is. And it's you know fair uh, pretty good at the moment so Singapore is just going to go from uh, you know strength to strength Thailand is um it's it's going to be slow it's still going to be slow no um yeah. there are organizations that are making the change that are pushing the change pushing 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 providing alternates to headcount um but um it, it it's now on the cusp of change so um, I think if we have this discussion in two years' time, there'll be some mm. really good examples yeah. in place. But certainly mm. in the next twelve months, I don't see it—you know—just changing overnight. It is all going to be uh, led by the private sector, yeah. um, whilst the government—you uh, know—will will probably you know, jump on board from time to time. It's going to be from organisations in the FM industry pushing um, and and providing—you know—taking that leap of faith, getting uncomfortable, show the example where you know IoT data energy can can actually make a difference oh. um, and when those proof points are there um, they will i mean one thing that thailand is very good at and that is that you know, once someone does something they do it well they all want to do it and they will jump on board and become an yeah. overnight expert so i think uh you know, once that um just tips over the edge then um happy days for, for thailand But that's certainly a, a slower burn and a longer burn so two plus years um, and realistically you know, perhaps
0: two, two to five to get some really good step changes interesting and, and if I were to chime in for India uh I think I mm. you know your your one half of the of the forecast probably would come true which is not much of government or public sector uh, into I mean, initiation uh i think what's going to what's what is driving and what is probably going to continue to drive is some of the bigger fm companies trying to make the moves to the technology which is purely as a function of uh, what some of the multinational corporations want uh to have in all their facilities across india and that's again some of the points that's like more like private sector and and when i say private sector probably not the domestic private sector but but like the MNCs so i think they have been sort of in the past driving and they continue to drive one of the factors that you've, you've spoken about is better work with experience trying to get the people back into offices uh, all of that is driving and and we are seeing more of that in the uh you know when you look at the end customers you're you're looking at multinational corporations really driving that versus you know domestic players who are sort of warming up but it's going to take time I, in my opinion uh India's FM landscape is gonna it's gonna change significantly over the next two to three years. Five years we would see a dramatic shift for for sure. And one of the other segments that I've I think will will sort of transform is the manufacturing space which where you look at is really not manufacturing facilities that's really not picked up in india for quite some time as popular as it is back in north america for example and some of the other places i think that's going to probably drive the change as well versus the normal uh, sort of commercial real estate or, or infrastructure that, like airports and hospitals and stuff that we that we normally think of associating facilities management with so that's probably my uh, sort of uh, two cents on what I see happening in India, but one common thread, uh, there has to be a lot of private sector move versus any other single factor influencing the change uh, as it happens in the case of Singapore.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right on the the manufacturing front. You know, that's one sector where you can really demonstrate the power of having good quality integrated facility management in place. Mm. Uh, That's where you can really see not just the, the cost efficiencies but also what it really means from their perspective and that is you know equipment uptime facility optimization um energy 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 you know there's just um so many cool things that you can do uh, with just a little bit of iot a little bit of data um, yeah. and then you know mix it with with people um it's um i think that's the space where you know, there's almost the sweet spot you know i think you're right. Airports and you know these big offices have often got the airtime of FM, but really, manufacturing I think has been um, probably slightly underperforming from that perspective. And I think think the next uh, two to five years uh, that space is going to be um, you know leading the way and demonstrating the real benefits of of FM.
0: Awesome, JJ. And if I were to Towards the final leg of this particular episode, if I were to ask, what's that one single piece of advice that you would want every listener, especially from the FM leaders community, to take from this episode and the entire series and action and put it into action? What's going to be that one single piece of advice?
1: Yeah, and it's it's back to, to one of the original questions you had around, you know, the memorable moments. Mm. And for me, it's getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, you know, reflecting back on the stuff that I've done and listening to what you've done, you know, you think about the number of times where you just think, I'm not too sure if I really want to do this. I know I need to do it, but I'll, yeah. I'll give it a crack. Yeah. And, then, and then you look back in, um, you know, six months' time, twelve months' time and say, well, what was that deal about? You know, it what was, what was, was nothing. You know, it was, it was, yeah. it was all fine. Um, so I, I really think it is about, yeah, pushing uh, yourselves, pushing your own organisations, pushing customers to... To really see think, different ways of doing things, better ways of doing things, and push in the nicest possible way, of course, you know. Right. It goes without saying. So, to some, I think that's the message that I would have. Um, don't get too comfortable, because as soon as you get comfortable in anything in, in life, of
0: course, but particularly in FM, mm. um, you know, you then get left behind. Awesome, man. And, and for me, I think. <laughs> Over the last couple of years, whatever has happened, uh, the crisis has given way to beautiful opportunity to be more proactive and I, I, I don't think when they, some crises would keep on happening, not the like the ones that we have seen, but what single piece of advice that I would give to the FM leaders or let's say suggestion, uh, of having worked closely with a lot of people, spoke, uh, talking to people like you and a lot of others in this industry is not to wait for another crisis and say that would be an opportunity for you to act. I, I think this is the single biggest opportunity of change that could come in, that could uh, sort of unilaterally change the way, the kind of profit margins that you work on, uh, on and the way you, you deliver services, integrated FM services and change the paradigm if there was ever an opportunity, this is the one. And the second, because you are looking at such an immense opportunity, it's very, very, very normal for all of us to go back and say, we've got to do it perfectly. So, 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 so a, a suggestion which is tied to the first A, definitely act, make use of the opportunity. And second is to not be hinged very closely, associate yourself very closely with perfection. It's going to come through uh, in due course of time. So what one should really look at is getting started, learning what's working, learning what's not working and trying to improvise on it and give yourself, your team some time to make it happen. Uh, It's not gonna happen uh, overnight, but it needs to happen over a certain uh, time period. And that is probably what I would like to pass on as parting notes from from this entire series that we've done, uh, JJ. Yeah, no, that's, um, I, I like that. I like the idea because
1: um, if you chase perfection, then uh, you, you get no, nowhere. So ultimately, you have to have that as the, the goal and the, the end game. But um, yeah, it's fine not to be, uh, you know, 100% every time, even though we know that you are the Mr. 99.9 guy.
0: <laughs> so uh,
1: yeah, no, that's a um, great, um,
0: great message awesome and it's a very humble thanks to all the listeners who've, who've supported us right through people who've commented on our posts who've who've uh, sort of mentioned uh, uh you know referred to some of the episodes this would not have been possible without your support and and we hope uh, as JJ said, this is the wrap-up for this particular uh, series. We we don't quite have the idea of what's going to what's going to come through, but uh, JJ has left us in, left us in suspense. But whatever happens, uh, uh, we are sure or hoping that we'll come back with something. But it's been an amazing ride, amazing conversation. As you as you say, very less of it prepared. Uh, and more of it uh, contextual conversational which is what i liked the most or uh, you know when you when when i look back at this entire episode and see so thank you so much jj for being an amazing uh, uh co-host
1: and thank you to you mesh it's uh it's certainly i've really enjoyed the the journey as well and uh, certainly one of the highlights of my uh fm career so really happy to been able to to share some of uh, my thoughts with you and uh, the, the audience and also yeah really great to get the feedback had some fantastic uh, comments and uh, inspiration from from listeners so uh, right back at you listeners uh yeah don't go changing thank
0: you awesome thanks a lot everyone that's a wrap uh from for this episode and the series in the notes you will find uh links to linkedin profile of jj and myself in case if you'd like to connect us connect with us that's the best way to to connect with us so it's a wrap guys thanks a lot really appreciate all of you who have listened in joined in during the course stay safe do well and have a great time ahead thank you